0: Thanks for listening to the Tribe Church Podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from some members of our community in what we call Tribe Stories. They're interviews with followers of Jesus here in our church, living in our context, and working to apply the teachings of Jesus to their lives. They serve as living illustrations of discipleship today, and we hope they encourage you in your journey as well. Enjoy. Today we have a very special treat. I think so, especially i 'm really, really excited. I had to write everything down so that i wouldn 't hijack the conversation because there's so many things that I want to ask. Um, but this is Heather and Kent McKean, and they are here they 've been here a couple of months now. Um, they moved from Maui you 'll have to ask them why um, but they are now part of our north campus and um yeah, we're going to hear a little bit about what they do, which is really exciting. I want to just tell you everything, but they're here. So I'll let them share maybe in layman terms. What is it exactly that you guys do? Because it's pretty special.
1: Yeah, so it's great to be here. Thanks for asking us. Um, so that is a big question. Um, and in layman's terms, um, we help people uh, really dig into who they are uh, sloughing off the filters that happens in life um, if I was going to put it in a scriptural term, I think of Romans twelve two, not conforming to the patterns of this world, but being renewed in our mind. Um, that's a big thing. And I, I think it's really helping people uh, even think of Corinthians of taking captive every thought, uh, making it obedient to Christ, not just this whole doing what he says, but obedient in the way that we were created, which goes back to Genesis 1, right? Of We were created good, like very good. And so often I think people forget that people have trauma issues issues, problems, belief systems, hurt, pain, relationships, whatever, and physical pain as well. And that's just a deviation. And so we're, what we do when we work with people um, is to help them slough off, change the neural pathways in our brain. Um, there's a lot of neuroscience behind it, a lot of other things, but helping people find and remember who they really are at the core.
2: I think, uh, in relation to uh, a little bit of what Eli- Elias was sharing, and as we've been also talking about love where you live, I think personally, I had been a Christian for many, many years. We'd been in the ministry for many years, and I found myself near death with disease and all of these things. And so many things, like, why is God doing this to me? And, you know, it was really affecting so much about. Uh, my belief in my relationship with God and it makes me think about this love where you live I did not love where I was living inside I didn't love it and no matter where we moved we moved overseas and we did a lot of stuff I kept coming with me and I kept finding things not to love but it was really what was going on inside of me so in learning to love others and learning to love where I lived I had to be congruent I had to love what was going on inside of me And through figuring that out with myself, we were able to develop what we call um, the metanoia method or mind change.
0: Raise your hand if you've heard of mind change at some point. (laughs)
2: Yeah, um,
0: I think we all have at some point um, dabbled in it, read it. I've read both of your books and those scriptures that you just mentioned were the exact same scriptures that popped in my mind when I read the first book. I was like, that's that come to life or practical or in a scientific way. I guess, of how my brain, um, how my brain works. Okay. So Elias, thank you so much for your sermon. I don't know where you went, but, um, yeah, that was really incredible to, to kind of wrap our mind, to try to wrap our minds around salvation and eternal life. And, not just the beginning of the journey or the end of it, but how it's a continuous um, formation that happens, and it's the work of God and the Holy Spirit in our lives. So much of that goes back to our minds and how we think about things, the way that we process God and the Bible and in ourselves and our past and our traumas. And um, how is that related, the physical, with them with the mental in the in in terms of healing and in salvation how he was talking about how salvation is um, the liberation right from the disease or liberation from the maladies whatever whatever is not congruent with with how god created us so maybe you guys can explain a little bit the connection the mind body connection in that
2: so uh, obviously the way that god made us is this sort of triune within ourselves of the mind and the the heart, right, or the body and then the spirit which is we all come into the world with. And any incongruencies and so much like what Elias was sharing about. I was like, "Yes, can I get an amen?" But it's really the the way that our brain perceives our surroundings and we have something called epigenetics which is the genetic consequences of what we might call sin, which is really just deviation from the way we were created. And all of that gets passed down. And so we're inundated with these ideas. And as we develop older and our brain develops, so much of what we think about ourselves and our surroundings is shaped by what we have learned and what's been passed down. And unfortunately, that's just a heck of a lot of deviation. And so that really, we get this incongruency in our mind. Our mind starts to perceive things, but our heart is so pure, just look at a little child. That's why they're here, by the way, is to try to remind us and teach us. But their heart's so big and their heart's so open, but our mind starts to become you know, incongruent with our heart. Our heart gets broken and broken, and the mind goes, protect, and don't let that happen again. And all of that going together just disconnects us from our intuition, from our spirit. Intuition really is just spirit, is is God reminding us who we are and keep whispering, but you're good, you're very good. And then we've got these major incongruencies, heart, spirit, you know, heart, spirit, mind, body. And those show up as disease, dis-ease. They show up as maladies, they show up as relationship issues, they show up as mental conditions. And that's really what we're after, is just putting everything back in alignment. And when we know we have the science now to look at the brain, which we never had before, and now everything's starting to make sense, but even so much of our religious world has been shaped by our limited understanding of how the brain, mind, and body work together. So that's kind of what we do, is try to just put everything back in alignment so that we can follow with a little bit of a cleaner lens.
1: Yeah. And if Spiritual I could just add
2: chiropractic. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, one extra thing is what Heather was saying is all of these things that happen in life In what Elias was preaching and the the diseases of, of different things, the maladies, often we think that's either God punishing us or God saying no, or, you know, these different things. Um, and I actually, in what we've studied and, and everything, I actually realized all of those things, is just communication, and I believe it's actually gifts from God. Now, we think of pain as like, oh, God's trying to do something in my life, and what if God's actually just nudging us to say, hey, there's something that I'm giving you opportunity to dig into and to defilter and slough off and change. And so anything that comes up um, can be an opportunity for growth, right, to overcome, not just to stay in it, but to actually overcome.
0: So this is repentance, in a way, right? Because repentance is metanoia, change your mind. And um, So how is this different, this repentance and this alignment, the spiritual chiropractic alignment, um, if you will, how is this different from the numerous and plentiful self-help programs that we have?
2: That's such a great question. Um, this is God's version of self-help. This is it. Repentance is self-help it's really our only ability for self-help. It's in that relationship we have that we're invited into with God. Relation, uh, uh, repentance is what we can do. We can change our mind. Nobody can do that for us, not even God. So that's, I feel like this is the only self-help we need is if we understand that we're good and there's an incongruency in that something, then we need to help ourselves get back, whatever that is, whatever we can find as that incongruency, our goal is to change our mind. Our invitation is to change our mind. Our ability is to change our mind. And when we can do that, that's really all the self-help that we need. The rest of it's just extra nice little things that we can do for ourselves. But unless we change our mind, the rest of it is just not going to follow.
1: Uh, the scripture that I that I wrote down that kind of comes to mind with that is, Second Peter one three. His divine power has given us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. And you know, there's a lot of translations there, but it's given us everything we need for life and godliness. And we forget sometimes that like, oh, this is actually God giving it to us. Or Philippians four, right? It's rejoicing the Lord. What finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, like He's giving. The Bible already gives us the steps for self help. Like God is saying you have the power. You have what it takes. I'm inside of you. I'm that powerful, so are you. You can do this.
0: So Let's bring it maybe, or let's take it from like the self, which I agree. I agree that um, he's given us everything that we need for, it's another one about godliness and to do good works. So right, he's given us, he's equipped us with everything. Um, repentance, obviously that's one of the steps for salvation, for receiving salvation. Elias mentioned it earlier right? In, the, in that the first part of our journey of receiving the salvation from, from God is to repent, to change our minds. Um, but I'm guessing that the goal isn't just so that we can just be more whole and happy and aligned with God. I love what he shared about the puzzle piece and how I could be like the best shaped puzzle piece, right, and have like perfect edges and and restore myself to, to perfection. But that puzzle piece is kind of useless right? Without all the other pieces, you'll never get to see. So maybe share with us from your experience um, in in doing this practice, would you call it a practice? Yeah. Um How that works within community, like how that healing, that self-healing, how that mind change, the, the goal and the purpose as is, is like in God's eyes. Does that make sense? I'm rambling. But like, from that puzzle piece to like the puzzle completed like what is what is the journey what is the goal
1: yeah maybe i can start and you can close so uh what i love that elias was talking about was was the community was the puzzle piece and how this is this is about others right and you you look at the bible so often i think in our christian world it's about ortho it's about orthodox right it's about your doctrine and what's the right church and what's the right beliefs and what's that And yet when you really look at Jesus, um, when you look at the scripture, there was so much more about orthopraxy, which is like what we practice and what we're doing. Um, You think about Jesus's teachings though, greatest command, like love God, love others, right? It was all about love or uh, using Jesus's life. It was about being with people. It wasn't just him going around and saying the right things and making sure people are believing it, but, but living it out. And so when I think about that puzzle piece or that community piece, I think of First John 4, uh, it says, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God. And again, it's that whole thing of of love. Like that. So when we're in alignment with the way we're created, when we are whole, when we're defiltered, when we can see ourselves as good, as loving, as pure, we'll be able to do the same. And I really believe that's how Jesus did it. He knew who he was without the filters of sin, without the deviations, without all that stuff. He saw himself, saw himself through his father's eyes in a perfect, perfect manner, and then could see others, could give to others and could be for others exactly what we all needed.
2: Yeah, so much about our relationships with one another is just projection. I just, I'm going to project what I believe about myself onto you, and then we're going to work that out, right? But the more that I've, if I can go through and understand who I am in God's eyes, it can shape me differently. And then I don't have to be working me out with you all the time. I can hold that space for you and see you more in the way God sees you. Man, let me tell you what that does to relationships. It just changes relationships. It opens us up. And I think it's why Jesus put everything into the two greatest commandments. Like, let me just sum it all up here for you. Figure out how much God loves you, reconnect to that. And then, then you can do number two, which is to love others as you love yourself. Like, that's so important because let me tell you, we do love others the way we love ourselves. And it is stinky sometimes. (laughs) It is terrible sometimes and it makes so much sense that we are loving other people the way that we see ourselves. And when we start to, it isn't, oh, I I just think I'm so amazing and I'm so awesome and all that thing that we're so afraid to be prideful. But really, I believe pride comes out of insecurity. And that's really more, when anyone's like, you're being prideful, I reshape like, oh, I see insecurity. So when we have our security in God, I don't have to do that with other people. And I can, you can tell me crazy. You can just sit and just bleh, crazy, and I'll be like, I'm ho- I'm going to hold that space for you, and I'm going to know you probably have a very good reason for doing crazy, and let's talk about that. Let's get into that. It has no reflection on me. I'm just holding the space for you, because God did that for me, and if I understand that, I can move forward into that with other relationships. Yeah. That's easy. So how do we start? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> no, it is. It's...
0: I encourage us all, you know, whether you're curious about it or not, to get curious (laughs) and look into it a little bit more. It really is transformative, and it is so, um, it's just encouraging to see that God created us to be holistic. Like, there's no reason he would have separated us, so I love that, like, finding alignment. And, you know, we're in this series of loving where we live, and we can't love people, to Heather's point. We don't love ourselves. We don't know how to Appreciate ourselves and what God sees in us. Like, how do we give that to anybody else? So, um, they are here today, but they're not far. I encourage you guys, you know, buy them a cup of coffee, take them out to lunch. I'm sure that um, it'd be worth your while. Thanks so much for coming up here, down here, down here, down here, and joining us. Um, Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you all.